morning. Welcome to The Interns, a podcast by the World Affairs Council of Harrisburg. This week's COVID spotlight will focus on Iceland and Granada. The Around the World in 90 Second segment will focus on the mudslide in Japan and recent protests in Afghanistan. Our main discussion is about the record-breaking heat wave and its implications for climate change. Now, Around the World in 90 Seconds. Women in Afghanistan recently went out in the streets to protest against the Taliban, and a lot of them brought weapons with them. But they were protesting because they were doing it out of fear of the new laws that the Taliban has put out, like limiting what kind of clothes they're allowed to wear, their education rights, and just their overall necessary human rights. And unfortunately, many people believe that these Afghanistani women are unable to fight for their rights because they don't have the power over the Taliban and men in government, which is making it a lot harder for them to make their statements and protest against this. Um, in Japan, um, they uh, Japan received a landslide, but they call it a tsunami of mud on Tuesday, and that killed four people and left 24 people missing. And people lost their homes during this tragic event and a total of 130 houses were swept away. So right now, 562 people are in local shelters, and Japan's prime minister is sending emergency workers to continue finding the missing people and help the evacuations. So since Japan received so many landslides, a total of 1,500 landslides in the past decade, the prime minister is just urging their citizens to pay attention to hazard maps and weather updates to stay safe. Now, for the main discussion segment. I pulled up a, one of the articles on Pakistan where they were talking about um, Pakistan city is now the hottest place on earth at 52 degrees Celsius. 4,000 people were killed. Um, and Pakistan's Sindh province is hotter than the human body can handle. So. That's kind of scary. Um, <laughs> Um, so in regards to like the Canada slash like mid America, like United States area heat wave, um, just I think last week. Um, so Canada, like a specific city in Canada, Canada called Lytton, um, kept breaking its own records like every single day. And their highest recorded temperature in these, you know, constantly changing records was, um, 49.6 degrees celsius which is 121.3 degrees fahrenheit and people from canada were like rushing all over to like book hotel rooms because a lot of people in canada don't have air conditioning because they never thought they would need it so yeah hotels were being like completely filled for people just wanting air conditioning well adding on to that is like there's there's like 137 deaths in which most of them were senior citizens in canada and that was like because they had health conditions. I also saw from that that um, um, schools and COVID testing areas in Canada and the northern U.S. Um, were were set starting to close while community cooling centers have opened. And I saw a really um, interesting image for this, where it was a bunch of people laying on the ground with like blankets and covers over them, while uh, I believe an air condition went ran through them. And I thought that was really interesting just to show how dangerous it really is. So I also um, thought like it would be good to note like that the heat wave was caused by an atmospheric blocking pattern creating like a heat dome which meant it was just going to progressively get hotter until somehow that heat dome kind of like 
left them. And it's also kind of concerning that this hit, heat wave hit, like, states in the United States that was already going through a drought. And I feel like, you know, getting hit with a drought and then a heat wave is not the best. So I think that says something about, like, what our climate's currently doing. Like, we're in a drought and a heat wave. Like, I find that very concerning. <laughs> And also in the Western United States, there was like great, they were greatly impacted by the heat waves. And in Portland, Oregon, it reached 115 degrees Fahrenheit. And like a doctor reported that a man received third degree burns just by walking on the road. And in Portland, there was also like, the heat was so bad that it burnt like cables and cars. I also saw that the heat was so bad that it started to melt power cables and buckle roads. And there was this really um, interesting thing where the like where like a literal like road was split up just because of how dangerous the heat was, and then that leaves um, a much more of danger as now some roads are closed because they are starting to break because of this heat wave. So now people are trapped in where they are, and that e makes it even more dangerous of a situation. And I was reading about how the hurricanes um, al along the East Coast are getting worse. Um, it says that they're riding at higher, higher background sea levels and that over the next century, there's a 5% increase in max wind speeds causing flooding and more damage. So they're essentially just going to be getting worse and worse as the years go by, which is a little scary. And like, I remember hearing in a discussion, I believe we had yesterday, that like, some people argue that climate change isn't really human induced. It's kind of just like, oh, it's supposed to happen anyways. But um, human induced climate change has made temperatures 1.2 degrees Celsius higher than pre-industrial level, pre-industrial levels. And that's a pretty decent increase if you ask me. So also in um, Oregon, um, some workers had to continue working on farms in the heat wave and because they were forced to do the labor, um, they were forced to do the labor because of their contractors and one day a man was found dead in the field because of the heat. Wow. Um, another thing was that due to this extreme heat, um, there was wildfires in Cali, Arizona, Colorado, Utah, Montana, and I believe some parts of Canada. And that's like not extremely normal, at least for places like Canada. Um, but the heat was so intense that, you know, started causing fires. And I don't think they were well equipped enough to like handle said fires just because they weren't expecting them. I also found an article um, just on like wildlife is shrinking because of the heat that like cold-blooded like cold-blooded frogs and warm-bodied mammals like everything in between is just make it, they're getting smaller I guess as the world is getting hotter and it's just going to um, essentially uh, put them even more at risk for extinction than they already are. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and also it's like really affecting agriculture. And an example is that he stressed cows produce less milk and have a slower growth rate. And it can also dry out crops and spread wildfires, like you said. Um, I also just found that apparently um, California's about to have another heat wave. 
Um, so they're just hitting, getting hit back to back. And I feel kind of bad for the people over in like California because like, yes, they're used to the heat, but this is getting kind of an extreme. Um, and I just saw, I'm just going back to the animals topic. Um, a billion seashore animals were cooked alive during the Pacific Northwest heat wave, which I thought was really sad. Is showing that this heat wave is not only affecting us, but it's affecting just really this whole earth in general and how all these animals are suffering um, just because of something that um, we caused. And I thought that was like really, really sad. I also feel like it's important to note that even though we see the effect that climate change is having on all these different aspects of life, a lot of like strong political leaders still say that climate change isn't real. Like there's plenty of countries where they're saying that they won't implement certain policies just because it's not our fault that climate change is a thing. Like it's just something that occurs naturally. And while it is something that occurs naturally, human production and things like that have definitely caused an increase, especially in how fast the temperatures are rising. I definitely think that's really sad, especially with the amount of like people who are actually dying. How there's been like over like a hundred people who have dead who have died from this, and that there's still people who are denying this and saying that it's not real, um, climate change isn't real. It's just people just don't know how to deal with like heat and like regular heat. And I just think that's really, really sad how people don't even have humanity to even recognize that climate change is real and that we need to save ourselves as well as the animals. Um, and also um, uh, the heat waves can impact the air quality because on hot days it can increase ozone levels, which can also increase the nitrogen oxide levels, and that can be like very harmful to the humans and environment. Um, also, um, I feel like it's going back to the animals. Um, I think we should also always like remember like images of like polar bears standing on very small pieces of ice because that much of where they live is being melted. And I feel like that's also a huge indicator of climate change. Like there's not really any humans up there. So like, but everything that different countries are doing is causing an increase like in the temperature all around and affecting like animals, plants and people that have no say in the issue. Um, yeah. Yeah, and like adding on to that, I found this like interesting fact that like heat waves have warmed like the colder regions, like you said, and the Arctic like heats up three times faster than any other warmer part of the world. As well as extreme heat can has a real big impact on yourself. Um, when your body goes through heat, of course, we all know that your body starts to sweat. Um, another way it happens where another way your body starts to cool down, it, um, it dilates your vessels and ups your heart rate. But when you're really in extreme high temperatures, it's harder to, um, to cool yourself down. And these high body temperatures can lead to damage to your brain and other, other vital organs, according to the C CDC. And they can also relate to several heat related illnesses, such as heat stroke, heat cramps, heat rash heat exhaustion and things like that, and heat stroke. And between 1991 and 2020, there had been, there have been an average of 138 deaths per year. Just normal everyday people have been wondering about like the threats of climate change for I believe over like 60 years. And only like, I feel like a minority of people are actually listening. And there's so many signs like, 
you know, increased flooding in certain areas and grounds getting drier and air quality sucking. So I feel like it's definitely something that has shown that it's a problem so many times, but people need to like open their mind and realize that this is like a human-based problem for the most part and that we need to implement more like policies and things like that to try to help control climate change. Um, if you were an elected official, what type of policies would you like try to implement to help solve this problem? Okay, so if I was an elected official, I would definitely try to implement policies that make um, like large companies responsible for cleaning up the environmental like destruction that they do. So like, for example, like mining, um, there's a lot of times where there's um, like these like bodies of water that are created after that. And it's like, kind of toxic due to it's just being like chemicals and stuff like being released from mining um so that's not very good and i feel like currently right now um a lot of like larger companies aren't really cleaning cleaning up after themselves i guess i would say because using like their trucks and things like that it's also putting a lot of like pollution and things into the app like into the atmosphere and i feel like if they had to kind of do something to try to not make their contribution to climate change so heavy, um, it would be a lot better for the environment. And also, um, uh, heat waves are affecting like energy and pollution. And so rivers and lakes warm and their capacity for absorbing waste heat declines. And this can reduce thermal efficiency of power production which in turn leads to difficulty for power plants to comply with environmental regulations regarding their cooling water. Yeah, um, back to the topic of animals. I recently saw an image and it was like a fish, like the water had gotten so hot where the fish was at that it kind of started like boiling alive. And that makes me kind of sad. So climate has triggered like rare crop diseases in Missouri. So that's kind of concerning if you get your crops from Missouri. Um, I have a question for you guys. So do you think that even if everyone right now was like, yes, climate change is a problem, we need to fix it. Do you think we'd be able to fix it in time before it hits its tipping point and there's no way of going back? I feel like I've read multiple times that like there is no going back, but like scientists are like, uh, we're a little too far along, like our efforts. I mean, we can maybe slow it down, but in the end, we've basically ruined the earth. I think we could slow down like the process that is going at. I feel like if we start to recognize what we're doing and I will, I feel like more people recognize what they were doing and started making more of an effort to um, helping the planet. I definitely think that it would slow down but I don't think we can like reverse the damages or turn it around. I also just saw an article saying that climate change tops COVID as Europe's biggest issue, according to the EU Observer, which I mean, I guess that's like what people are most concerned about. And I feel like it's understandable because like, yes, COVID is a huge part of our lives. We've been stuck in a pandemic for the past like two years. Um, but I feel like some people are realizing that like, like COVID will end eventually, hopefully. Um, but like climate change, if we don't do something now, they're like, we can't change it. Like it's just gonna continue being this like 
feedback loop of increasing temperatures and causing more natural disasters and us probably dying from those. So I feel like it's respectable that that's like their biggest issue now, like worrying about climate change. Yeah, I agree. And like climate change has so many terrible outcomes and like greenhouse gas emissions increase the weather by five degrees and it can have a huge impact on the environment and humans. Um, wait, let me remember what I was just thinking. Sorry. Um, oh yeah. So back to like big companies, because I feel like big companies do have a large part of climate change because they especially like coal and things like that. Um, and I feel like they're I can't, we got to talk about this yesterday, but I feel like there's definitely more earth-friendly ways of like creating energy and stuff. But a lot of people are looking for like a fast, easy way to make a quick book. And I feel like that's kind of a mindset that we have in like a capitalist society. But at the same time, I feel like people at some point should put the needs of like our entire country in front of them wanting to make a profit. So yeah, I feel like addressing like big businesses in accordance to like climate change is something that's extremely important. And like businesses have like a huge influence on like a general public. And if they say like something to help climate change, then people actually will help and maybe buy their products. Um, I don't know if, I'm pretty sure you guys have probably seen images and things like that of the fact that part of the ocean is on fire right now due to um, a pipeline bursting and I feel like that's another example of what these big businesses and things like that are doing to the environment like the water is on fire well it's not specifically the water but it's like the fuel and stuff inside of it and like that's concerning like they set an area of the ocean on fire like I wonder because like they haven't really let out any like statements and stuff yet you know is on fire but i wonder back to like whatever and things especially like depending on how far down the seafloor was like it could have affected so many species and habitats that are never going to be able to fully recover due to the fact that they were set on fire and burned i think that part of about um people trying to make a quick buck that you said was actually really interesting. I feel like that's like one of the main reasons why a lot of people don't care about climate change or don't want to educate themselves on it because they see like because these like you said these other ways of creating gas and creating oil and coal um, are just much more easier um, and much more I guess cost efficient and with and like when doing it the other way it um it make um it makes you lose more money even though it's more beneficial to the environment. I definitely think that a lot of people are much a lot of are very money hungry, which is why um, we have a lot of these issues now. And even though like temperatures rising is a thing that a lot of people associate with climate change, I feel like we also have to note the fact that Texas got more snow last, not maybe not last year, the year before. Um, Texas got more snow than I believe Pennsylvania did, or at least where I live in Pennsylvania, in like the same year. So while the temperatures are rising, I feel like it's also like important to look at the way that um, different like um, weather systems are shifting. Like Texas got a lot of snow, well maybe not a lot, but for Texas it was a lot of snow. And like places that are used to a decent amount of snow, like Pennsylvania, didn't get like as much as I say what they would normally did. So I feel like it's also important just to look how things are shifting like across the world. Now the COVID spotlights.
Uh, I talked about um, Granada. Um, COVID in Granada was reported March 22nd, 2020. Since then, they had 161 cases with 160 people recovered and one person dying. While the cases were very low, um, their economy was harshly impacted due to many businesses clo closing and their prime minister urging a full country lockdown. Through May and June, the cases started to decline and eventually reached zero active cases, showing that they were successful in neutralizing the virus. For vaccinations, only 10.7% 10, 10 of the population is fully vaccinated, and only 31,494 people have gotten doses compared to the much larger population. While the country handled coronavirus very well, the vaccination count and economy continues to suffer. Because of this economy struggle, the World Bank allocated 25 million credit for Granada and their businesses. And so while this was while they were successful in doing all this, um, they still continue to struggle, which is really sad. I did Iceland, and Iceland has done a pretty nice job in handling the pandemic. There were a total of 6,646 cases in total and only 30 deaths. And as soon as the country saw their first case in March, they set up a free testing and contact tracing center for their citizens. And the contact tracing team had like a lot of members like and volunteers. And they like took um, investigating really seriously. And if they saw a positive case, then they would like uh, track the person's schedule and find every single person they had, they were in contact with and make them quarantine. And there was no specific lockdowns there, but some unessential un 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 businesses were closed like bars and schools and museums were remained open during the pandemic too. And also some businesses were also able to reopen in April because their number of cases was declining. And right now the country's vaccination rate is 50.9% of the country. Thank you for listening. Our episodes come out every Monday and Friday, so make sure to stay tuned for the next episode.